This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. And welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. Here are my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. I've had a great week. I'm excited about today. I know you have a lot to talk about. There's always a lot going on. I mean, the markets are crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I've been meaning to give you a call. I'm kind of, uh, and the tribes in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 They are. Yeah. So, they are. We, and I'm not the tribe, whatever the guardians guardians. Yeah. 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 Youngest team in baseball made, made one your division. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we got a couple games. There's th it's, it's really unique this year. It's, uh, the, the, uh, wild card is a three game playoff and all three games are at home. So it's, isn't that crazy? Yeah. 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 So, uh, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, I, um, I like Cleveland, although they really beat us. The twins kind of yeah, shoved thank, you in there. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know because right around, I think beginning of September, or late August, we were only like one and a half games up. And by the end of September, we were t 10 or so. Our, we went 21 and four in September. Yeah. And that, most of those wins were against my team, the Twins, so. in Kansas City. So oh, it was good. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, playoffs out tomorrow, and uh, really upset with uh, the Cleveland Guardians management, whatever. So my brother and I share uh, fortunate enough to share four front row seats. Oh wow! That, right. So we've had them for almost ten years. Wow. Somehow. They sold one of the seats to somebody else. What? So my bro yeah, my brother writes this le this letter like, who in their right mind would think someone who's paid for every game for ten years would not want their playoff seats? Yeah, especially in the front row. I can see if they're you know two rows from the yeah. from the yeah. clouds, it's different, yeah. right? So we somehow we only got three of our four seats, which is kind of really upsetting. But, uh, but anyway, that is so if, you're, very, so if the well, Indians are listening or whatever, that's they're... very strange though. That's not right. I mean, something. yeah, I mean, we spend, uh, yeah, we'll probably spend 25,000 a year at least on these tickets, you know, yeah. and playoffs are extra and the all-star game was extra and all that kind of, it just, I smell a lawsuit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, have, they have more money than we do. <laughs> True. So, so those who's listening about lawsuits, you know, oftentimes the, the, the more money wins. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, whether, whether or not you have a good cause. Yeah, that's that's the problem. So, Chris, uh, finances mm -hmm. and problems go hand in hand. And that's why we do this show is, is to talk about possible solutions. And I need to give you a call later okay. uh, to talk about the estate planning nightmare that I'm experiencing okay. with my grandpa, Bob, and his farm. Oh, because he left it to my dad and. My, but my mom is in long-term care. So that's, uh, we've talked about that on the show before and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy. So, um, good segue. 
because today I wanted to talk about um, an elder care planning issue. There you um, go. And w- most people have heard of living trusts and avoiding probate and things like sure. that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the trust that we use to help plan for nursing home care is significantly different. It's not your vanilla, everyday, run-of-the-mill trust that you could find online. Uh, it's a highly specialized document. Sure. And I, you're going to be the first to see this, but I'm, I got a little PowerPoint presentation. So PowerPoint. It's only one slide. Uh-oh. So <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll see you while we're doing this, but. Sure. So only the, one slide, though. That's good. Uh, our yeah. listeners don't need to panic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so the concept is, I, I look at it as right pocket, left pocket. Right now, all your assets are in the left pocket. And this trust we call the right pocket. So we have to get assets into this trust to try and protect them because it's silly that I, we talked about this before that, you know, the, the government's spending money on Mars, but they won't help people pay for nursing homes. I mean, I mean, it's, and the facetious part is the person who, so I have someone going into a nursing home that is 85 years old, right? Medicare, they're, you know, traditional health insurance will only pay up to 100 days if they're yeah. getting better. If that, right? And only under certain circumstances. Right. So the person who's 15 and got his first paycheck in high school gets 100 days. The guy who's 85, that's literally been paying into the system for 70 years. Yep. Gets 100 days. Yeah. It just doesn't seem fair. So, um, so I, uh, with the help of Aaron and our, our office, we developed this one little PowerPoint slide. So I'm going to um, try to go to it and um, hopefully this will, this will work. So, oh yeah. So I'm going to say present screen yep. and uh, window. Yep. Window share. There it is. Um, let me go to, so um, I hit F5, it turns on the PowerPoint. So yep, there you go. Uh, you probably, I, you probably can't see me, but that that's okay. Yeah, and, no, uh, we can, we can, I can see each other. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't see you guys. All I see is PowerPoint. So let me go through this. So, so our uh, couple is, we always use uh, Herman and Lily Munster. For for those of you who remember <laughs> the, the Munster show. Probably. I love it. Actually, the people who are, are, of age, we'll remember it, but all you youngsters go out and watch it. So it's a good show. So um, left pocket. So these are the assets you, they, they currently own and they're not in the trust. So, uh, and this is typical, uh, you know, average mid, mid Midwest family. So say a house is uh, $300,000. Yep. Um, bank accounts, maybe $100,000 and an IRA of $600,000. So we, you know, we did this. So it's, it was, you know, an even million dollars. Yep. Perfect. And, um, believe it or not, a lot of, a lot of people fall in this category. They don't think they have a lot of money, but you know, a lot of it's in their house. So, so what happens is right now, say, uh, your, your grandfather wants to apply for, or your grandmother, I guess, would wants to apply for Medicaid. They Medicaid comes in and says, look, the, the person who's going in the nursing home can keep about $2,000, a house, a car, and a funeral plan. Okay. Person who's not in the house, so we call those the community not going in, the community spouse, person who's living in the community, can keep half the assets up to about $130,000, mm-hmm. house, car, and funeral plan. 
So one of the issues we have, if we can qualify for them for this, let's say they meet these standards and they said, okay, you can have Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid. The issue is Medicaid, at least here in Ohio, and probably most of the states have something called estate recovery. So if you have a house and they, let's say that yeah, your grandfather goes in and Medicaid starts paying, they keep a running tally of how much money they've spent on his behalf. Yep. And then when grandma either dies or sells the house or moves out, transfers the house, even if it goes to the kids, there's going to be a lien placed on that house for the amount of money they spent on grandpa. So they're trying to recoup their money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so the concept is, is we have to get assets into what we call our heritage trust. It's also known as the Medicaid asset protection trust. If you're, if you're out there looking on the internet. So the scary part is uh, it has to be irrevocable, which means okay. it's, it scares people, but irrevocable necessarily doesn't mean you can't ever make changes to it. What it means is nobody can make you, undo this, revoke it and put it back in your left pocket. Okay. Okay. So I have a quick question before you okay. move on. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. But but um I have a question but going back before we move on to the heritage trust in the scenario you laid out, the house, if she sells it or or passes away and the house is sold, they can go after that money or place a lien. Correct. Uh, what if what if the house she sells the house to move into another house. That, uh, that's fine. So right. if she sells the house for 300,000 and buys another house for 300,000, they can't that's go fine. after, they won't go after Correct. that. Right. Because, needs a because, place to live. right. Because the house is considered an exempt asset. So okay. you're changing exempt I, asset for exempt I was asset. just curious, but now, now you're talking about now to move on just so our listeners follow. And I follow you're talking about moving assets into a heritage trust right now the heritage it, trust is our name for it other yes law firms an irrevocable right. trust is what so, you're talking now about. this is different than an irrevocable trust you may have heard for life insurance purposes or estate planning purposes this is designed to protect the assets from medicaid's spend down okay. so here we go so we're going to move the house over we're going to move half the bank account over and we're going to move half the IRA over. Now okay. there's look, I didn't go into the whole tax ramifications. You're going to have to pay some tax on the IRA to move it over. But you know, this is just before taxes. Okay. So what we've done then is like, we need to leave enough money in the left pocket. So grandma and grandpa could live. Right. So we can't bleed them so dry. So what's going on in this other trust is every trust has something called a grantor or settler or some called a trust store. So here it's Lily and Herman Munster. So they're setting up the trust there. Now the other, the other things in trust is you have trustees, which are the managers of the trust. So we can make Lily and Herman Munster, the trustees and the backup would be grandpa. Or if Lily and Herman are not um, well enough, or maybe, you know, they're getting up there in age and they don't want, I guess we wouldn't use grandpa then, but, but, um, we can make somebody else the trustee other than them. Okay. Okay. So trustees are basically the managers. Now 
every trust has beneficiaries. So the beneficiaries of this trust are Eddie and Marilyn. Okay. So the money on paper, it, once they transfer it, is no longer for the benefit of Lily and Herman. So Tony, if, if you set up a trust with your own money and you made me the trustee, mm. but it was for your kids, right? The only thing I can spend money on is your kids. I can't just because I'm the trustee, I don't get to keep the, I don't get to take any money for myself. Right. The trustee doesn't get the money, right. the beneficiary. Right. It's all for a beneficiary. So now that Lily and Herman are not beneficiaries, they, um, on paper, they've made this gift to Eddie and Maryland Munster, but it's in trust for them. Okay. So what so happened- how does, how does that, how does that really quick before you go on to the rest, how does that protect it from Medicaid and the County social and the state coming after, uh, okay. after that money to help pay for, okay. uh, grandpa's care okay so uh we're gonna get that in a second let me give you the the rights that that lily Lily and herman we can we can retain certain rights for them okay but if we retain too many rights for them the medicaid will say well look if you could go in this trust and take it out willy-nilly we're just going to consider it's in your left pocket so there's restrictions on on lily and herman on what how much money they can take out now again they can only take out money for the beneficiaries. So if Lily and Herman want a new car, they can't take money out of the trust to buy their new car because they gave the money away to Eddie and Marilyn. Right. On paper. Okay. So we're allowed to give them access. They can live in the house rent free. Usually we have them um, pay for the expenses, the upkeep and the taxes because we want the money. We want to deplete the left side, this left pocket. So we don't want to take the um, we don't want to take the uh, uh, maintenance expenses out of the heritage trust because we want to use up the left pocket. So sure. so they live in the house, they pay the taxes, they pay the the, the uh, um, they they pay the maintenance and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now they like you say they can change ownership of the house. So let's say that um, Adam Gomez. Remember Adam Gomez? From oh, yeah. Gomez Adams, I should say, from the yeah. Adams family, wants to buy the house. Okay. So they can sell them the house. Then $300,000 goes back into the Heritage Trust. A deed goes out. The house is removed. Now there's $300,000 in the Heritage Trust. They could buy another house if they want to. So maybe they want to sell the Ohio house and they want to move to Florida, something like that. Um, so they can they can swap out houses because it's just, changing the asset in the trust. You're not actually taking any of the money out. Okay. Ah, now, okay. now the other thing we can, we can do is we can give them the ability to change the trustee. So let's say for instance, they didn't make themselves trustee, right? And they, they made Tony Shore trustee. Sure. Okay. If they don't like how Tony Shore is handling the trust, they have the ability to change a trustee. So this is kind of indirect control over the trustee, right? So it's not that they're the trustee, they could be, but if they're not the trustee because mm-hmm. they're too old or incapable to, they have the right to change a trustee. The other trump card, and oftentimes what people do is they put their kids as trustee and their kids as beneficiary, and that's fine. So let's say Eddie and Marilyn were, were the uh, uh, trustees. If 
if the trustees are not doing what they want them to do, they can change the trustees sure, and they can change the beneficiaries, but they just, they can't make them themselves. Right. So, because if you make them themselves then you're going to blow this. Right. So, right. so this happens. So for instance, uh, I don't know, about six months ago or so, my, my mom needed money. Um, and, um, she had I don't know, roof repairs, or whatever. And she needed like 20,000 bucks. So I gave her $20,000 out of my own pocket. And since I'm one of the beneficiaries, I could, if I want, I don't think I did it yet, but I could take $20,000 out of this trust because I'm one of the beneficiaries. My mom's not a beneficiary. So this trust can't pay. So this trust can't pay Lily and Hermit. It could only pay beneficiaries. So because it's set up this way on paper, it's as if she made a gift and they made a gift on day one to Eddie and Marilyn, but it's just in trust for them. Okay. So, um, because it's irrevocable and they can't make significant amount of changes, the law firm usually sits on the trust is something called a trust protector. And this is kind of their back door to being able to make changes if they need to. So, and usually it's stuff like, uh, the law might change. We need to make a change. A beneficiary may die. Maybe you get a new beneficiary. Maybe you have some grandchildren you want to add to it. So it's something, a way that we can change the trust, uh, for the uh, trust stores once it's, even though it's irrevocable, the, the law firm retains the right to do that. So, so this is how we get money into the right pocket. So somewhere near, we need to fix a slide because I didn't tell you that um, this trust has uh, a 60 month or five year look back period. So what this look back period yeah, means. Yeah, that was my question is uh, how, how, what, uh, what's the timing on setting up this trust yeah. uh, to keep this money that you put in it out, out of yeah. the hands of the state? Yeah. So, so let's say for instance, we did this today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Five years from now, if, if we went into the nursing home and, and then are asking medic, we asking the government to pay. They're going to, they have the right to go look back to see if Lillian Herman gave any money away in the last five years and didn't get uh, like kind. So like, like if you buy something and you, you spend money, you bought a car and you, you know, that's okay because you got something for it. But if you just gave money away and didn't get anything back, uh, then uh, they're considering that improper transfer. Let's say they gave a hundred thousand dollars away and, uh, the state comes in and say, look, you know, if it's $10,000 a month, if you didn't give a hundred thousand dollars away, you could have paid for 10 months of care. So we're not paying for the next 10 months. Okay. So this trust is designed to get past that 60 month period. So once it gets past the 60 month period, then that right pocket is blind to Medicaid. They're not allowed to look at it. So that, but that, up until that point, they up, can, yeah, up until that point, the strategy would be, we don't ask the government to pay until we get beyond the 60 month. Maybe we have to privately pay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have to, there's some other strategies sure. we call it crisis planning that we may have to do. It may, it may not be as great as saving all this money, but um, there's still stuff we can do if you're short of the 60 months. But once they get beyond 60 months, uh, they're not, uh, uh, the government's not a look at these transfers. So when we started this years and years ago, the look back period was 24 months. Then mm-hmm. it went to 30 Then it went to 36 months. Now it's 70, uh, now it's 60 months. And there's talk about making it 72 months. So, yeah. 
So we don't want to wait too long to set up these trusts. And the reason we go over this with clients is, you know, everything you hear on the internet about trust, avoiding probate, less costly than going through that as private and all, but that's all true. But the typical living trust doesn't do anything to protect the assets because you have too much control over it. You can take money in and out whenever you want. So, so the way the um, the government looks at, look, if you so there's take- no time period limit. It's not <laughs> like when you put, when they put, when Herman and Lily put the money in this heritage trust, um, the beneficiaries can withdraw at any time. There's they not, can. there's not like a, it's not a, tw- it's not like a 24 month, uh, it's no. not like an annuity or a CD so, where so it's locked. It, yeah. In. So normally it reads um, that the trustee can spend money for and on behalf of the beneficiaries. And then when Lily and Herman both pass away, then they'll get the, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but your typical living trust, the way it's drafted, uh, Lily and Herman would have too many rights to that money. So the government says, well, it's still in your left pocket. Right. So, you know, you just can't just grab one of these trusts off the, off the shelf and think it's going to work. So when we're looking at doing this and a lot of people have asked to do living trusts, I'm like, well, we can do it and you could spend the money, but it's not going to protect any assets. So, and I think there's a misconception out there that if I just put money in a trust, I can, I can protect the assets from, from the, this Medicaid spend down, but it has to be a, this specialized trust. It's not just your everyday vanilla trust that you're going to find in a form book. So, yeah, it has to be a specialized trust and you have to fulfill the look back yeah, period. Yeah. So most, I wouldn't say most, but most, uh, general practitioners as attorneys don't know how to do these. Um, just like, I don't know how to do a divorce case. Right. So I don't, I don't do that. So, yeah. so make sure if you're going to do this type of trust work with someone who, who's, who concentrates in elder law. Uh, so elder law is that, that time period between living and dying. Estate planning is what happens when you're gone. Elder law is what happens from now until you're gone. So in, in being that, um, nursing homes are super expensive in our area. It's approaching 10 to $12,000 a month. Yep. And uh, I should probably put a little thing. In. I, I tried to keep this all on one slide. So it was easy for people to understand it. But yeah, um, the, the other thing is I like the way you've laid it out. It really was. Yeah. It's easy to follow. Somehow I got to put in there that little 60 month thing, but um, it, this this is a shocking statistic, and we talked about it on other shows that two out of three people over the age of seventy will spend time in a facility. Yeah, I mean, two out of three. I mean, yeah, it's almost one out of every two. And I remember yeah. when I first started this, doing financial radio shows and and working with you and others. I think the stat was the stat has gone up significantly oh, yeah, in the last we, 20 yeah. years. I mean, it used to be one out of five. I remember well, not well, that long yeah. ago. And then it was one out of three. Yeah. Well, what's, now, what's happening? It's people, yeah. People are living two. longer and people yeah. just, <laughs> what's that? People used to just drop that. Right. So yeah. now, now that people are living longer, as you live longer, look, yeah, you're, you're going to mentally deter. I mean, you know, I mean, plus you, rare, Alzheimer's rare and dementia right. have really become more prevalent. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just, the numbers are crazy. So you, um, 
I mean, you were fortunate with your grandfather. Like he was pretty sharp though the day he died at 101, was it? But most people- He died of old age at 101. His body just gave out. His mind was still there. But most people mentally decline as they get older. Just It's just a fact of life. So uh, there's two out of three. So what's happened is that the industry, I'm going to switch back so I can see what we're doing. Um, Sure. um, The industry- Okay, where do we get there? Okay. Well, we're 20 minutes into this. Okay, so the industry, the the long-term care insurance industry can't actually handle two out of three, right? No. If you're you're an insurance company and you're all state and say, look, I can insure 100,000 houses and two of them burn down. I'm not sure that's the right numbers, but we can can handle that, right? Yeah. But when you say I'm going to insure three people and two of them are going to make claims, that's not working. So, so, um, this was real, this was really rudimentary, but if you need help, uh, in this area, okay, Tony, I got to find our banners here. So, um, call us at 216-485-1040 or visit us at anselmolaw.com. Again, 216-485-1040 and we'll, uh, you know, it doesn't cost you anything for us to, uh, to help you out here. So, uh, give us a call, but we're, we're 25 minutes into this, Tony. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, probably, probably is worth another show or two. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Th- this was really good information. Yeah. But I think, Chris, uh, the bottom line for our listeners and viewers out there and for people out there is you need to work with somebody who knows what they're doing and has done this type of thing before. A typical estate planning attorney or just your average attorney, again, uh, they don't specialize yeah. in elder right. care law. And uh, yeah, no offense to them. It's just, yeah, you know. It's, I don't want to say it's malpractice, but I mean, if, if the beneficiaries came to you and say, how is it possible that mom and dad spent a million dollars on long-term care and you were their estate planning attorney and there were ways to protect the money and you didn't talk to them about that? Yeah. Well, so we actually have people, when we go over this presentation and people say no, we have them sign off that we showed them the presentation and they said no. Yeah. Yeah, because that's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I want to tell you, as somebody who's going through this right now with my family and and there are so many scenarios and things and you really need somebody like yourself, Chris, uh, on your side. So I want to encourage your uh, viewers and listeners, go to AnselmoLaw.com and check it out. Make an appointment with Chris. Uh, Chris, I think this is so valuable and people put it off and, oh, I don't no. need that. Or, Never going to happen to them. They're the one yeah, out of the three. My, gra- my grandfather or my parents, they have their will. They have enough money. I'm not worried. I'll get it when they're gone. And it's not that simple. Yeah. It really isn't and, anymore. And the number one factor is long-term care yeah. costs. It's long-term care is crippling people and ruining um uh, you know, people yeah. who used to inherit good chunks of money, uh, now that money is gone. Or if you inherit land or a farm, uh, it, long-term care will eat that up. Yeah, so, so don't procrastinate because if you lose a year, a year is $100,000, $120,000. So if you don't get beyond that five years, you may be privately paying. So uh, sooner the better. Most of the time we do the planning is people in their late 70s um, because People tend to go in the nursing homes in their 80s. And for all you women listeners out there, it's you. Yeah. You've been in a nursing home, right? It's eight eight women, one guy, right? Yeah. Because so, they uh, outlive the men. Yeah. yeah. Just like your, uh, your, 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 like your my grandpa. grandpa. Yeah, yeah. He outlived his two wives. 
<laughs> and it's that's 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 the unusual part for yeah. him. Usually it's the woman. Yeah. Uh, he was very unusual in that way. So Okay, we got to wrap this up. You want to take yep. us out, Tony? All right. Well, a great show today. Again, the road to retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Go tribe. Guardians. Go Guardians. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.